Hey, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ross. Today we're talking about whole life discipleship and the implications that that has on the local church. Last week, we were talking about the whole church and the individual congregation's calling and capacity. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to switch it up now and talk about sort of the individual's calling capacity, which is going to be really important for the following months. Right. Yeah. And I think this is a question that most of us as Christians wrestle with on a regular basis. Like, yes. what is God calling me to do yep. and what has he given me in order to fulfill that call? Right. And so... What we're really talking about is the idea of whole life discipleship. What does it mean to follow Jesus and participate in his mission in every part of my life? We can kind of break it down into four different areas. You have your uh, family life, whether it's um, you, know, you and your spouse and your kids, or um, you and your parents and your siblings. Mm -hmm whatever your family life looks like. Yep. Second is your work. So um, whether it's the job that you do or you're a stay-at-home mom or, or a, student. a student, it's your occupation, what yep. you spend the majority of your time doing. Right. Um, and then we have um, your social community time, so time that you might spend um, at events in your community or... Um, you know, in your neighborhood, just spending time with your neighbors, walking the dog and interacting with people who live around yeah. you. It's that relational space yeah. of the thing we have in common is we live in this community together. Yeah. Um, and then you have this fourth space that's kind of everything else. It's yeah. like it's like your extra time, your extra time that you might spend your Netflix time. Yeah, you might spend it. <laughs> by yourself. Uh, it might be the time that you go to the gym by yourself. It might be the time that you are volunteering at a nonprofit or participating in a program at your yeah. church. And yeah. so uh, what we want to think about is, is what does it look like to pursue God's calling on your life in each of those areas? We're getting at this idea of vocation, which mm -hmm. we hear a lot of times in Christian circles and if not in Christian circles, it kind of means just your vocation is your job. Right. Um, but the actual word is much broader and kind of deeper than that. Mm -hmm. um, it comes from the Latin word vocare, which kind of means called out of you. Sure. Um, and somebody, there's a caller. And that's the thing that everyone is primarily called to this idea of being in union with Christ. We mm -hmm. talked a lot about that in our first episode, our first month. Um, and everyone is called by God the Caller into life with Him, into life with the Trinity and being in Christ. Right, um, and that's the calling that, that is, is most significant and defines everything, everything else. else. And it also helps define and shape the secondary calling, which is the idea of what is it that God has given you capacity for? What are your kind of holy discontents? Mm -hmm. You know, what was the thing that you're like, I just can't go to bed at night because I'm thinking about that thing. You know, maybe that's a little bit of an idea of your kind of calling into some sort of specific assignment. Right. You know, we want every person in our city to answer both the primary and the secondary calling. Right. You know, that is a flourishing city. If everybody mm -hmm. could figure that out, we would be building that kind of city. 
And I think that really has a lot of ramifications for pastors and people who go to church. Right. Um, you know, Christians who are attending church. Um, there's a pastor in Kansas City named Tom Nelson. Um, and he, I was reading one of his books, and this is something that I'll probably never forget. <laughs> he says um, that one day in his ministry, he got up in the pulpit and said he had to make a confession. So everybody got real nervous because who knows what he was going to say. Right. You know, he did wrong, and they're going to have to fire him, whatever. Um, but he got up and he said, I'm guilty of pastoral malpractice, uh, which is, what is that? Right. And he defined it as, I spend the majority of my time equipping you for the minority of your life. Mm-hmm. And it was this idea that he was not equipping people for whole life discipleship. Right. He was not sending people out into their individual calling capacity, the places where God's already set them, their family, their work, their neighborhood. You know, he's basically saying, I spend most of my time figuring out how to equip you into sort of church-run initiatives. Mm-hmm. You know, be an usher, be a volunteer in the nursery, go work with the, the high school students. Right. That, be, fourth, uh, that fourth quadrant of extra time. Extra time. Exactly, and I think that's that doesn't mean we shouldn't do that. I mean, that's obviously important. We've got to have that kind of thing done. Right. Uh, but basically recognizing that in my preaching, in our church structure, and everything that we do, our main goal is not to get you back in the building doing something or even going on our own trip that we've kind of done as a church, but to right. help you live faithfully present in the places where God has already put you. Right.